0: everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBT-PFL. It's Tuesday, it is August 23rd. It's 2022. We have 15 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I mean, just a few weeks away from recording this podcast after Monday Night Football or during Monday Night Football. So, I mean, it's right around the corner. Joined today by my buddy Keith Eister, eyes 819 in the DFS streets, scores and odds, rotor grinders, doing it all. Keith, what's happening, my friend?
1: Not too much, man. Uh, yeah, we got a nice big old slate today here uh, for this Tuesday. Um, loaded pitching slate everywhere. So we do have a Coors game. We we can find a little bit of offense, but, but man, there's there's going to be a ton of pitching here we're going to talk about.
0: It's going to be a tough day to narrow down pitching. I mean, that is the easiest way to put it. It's going to be a tough day to narrow down pitching, but it's a fun slate. Let's jump in. Get started here with the White Sox and the Orioles. Dylan sees Austin. Bloth seven and a half total in this game. The White Sox, a one forty five favorite, pretty low favorite with Dylan sees on the mound. In my opinion, um, sees I mean, outside of the Houston game last time out, which is to be expected, um, that whole game, like, it was Verlander versus Seas, it was a very hyped game, and neither pitcher really, like, dominated that game. Uh, C's 10K, going up against Baltimore, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's
1: one of the top options on the slate. You get a little bit of a discount um, from a couple of the other big-time pitchers on this slate. Cease has been amazing this year. Like he has taken that full step. He's a, he's a legitimate ace. Um, strikeout rate above thirty percent. The walks are a little higher than than you would hope to see paying ten k for a pitcher, um, but he brings that upside with that thirty percent k rate. So I, Baltimore has been a pretty good offense here in the second half. Um, so it's not as easy of a matchup as as some might think, um, but I still think that Cease is just absolutely in that top tier of pitcher um that price tag at 10k very fair in my opinion um he's he's very much in play but he's he's one of a handful of guys that we're going to talk about in this this upper echelon of pitching today but he he's right there among the best options on the slate for me
0: yeah i mean 32 percent k's on the season strikes out both sides of the plate higher strikeout against righties baltimore lineup is kind of mixed um had to yawn um <laughs> anybody that listens uh to the nascar shows that's a inside joke um but yeah i mean seasons is phenomenal play today is he the best option no is he a great option yeah the problem is i mean there's six or seven top end guys to play today um so you know kind of narrowing them down is going to be where we're at. But I, I think he's definitely in the player pool. I can tell you for certain, though, I do not want to play Austin Boff on the other side of this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been a little bit better than I expected he would be moving into the starting rotation. The White Sox are not a scary offense at this point. They've had a, a, a really down year, but this is not the slate to to go dumpster diving for pitching. There, There's so much upside at like 8,500 and above. I, I'm going to have a difficult time going down into this 6K range to try to find a pitcher today. Um, I think the the slate is definitely going to be one uh, with pitching, and then you kind of fill in the bats around around your stud pitching. So it'll be a pass on both for me too.
0: Yes, the White Sox are not as good as anybody expected them. Um, I mean, we all kind of expected the White Sox to be a really decent offense, but even in their struggles – they're still an above average contact team. So the upside is just not there. You know, you need Vloth to get some strikeouts and, you know, perform well 6,300 in a different matchup, maybe, but I don't think this is the spot on this slate on this specific slate. There is a ton of opportunity costs at pitcher today. And I don't think I want to play him. Um, The White Sox are kind of cheap. That's another reason. Um, Abreu's 4K, Jimenez is 3,900, Vaughn's 3,700, um, Moncada's 3,100. Like, I don't think I'm full stacking the White Sox here, especially with the fence move in Baltimore, but they're cheap. So I don't mind maybe like a one off or a two man or something, just kind of looking for some, you know, some value because pitching is. Very, very good today. So, yeah, I don't mind some of these cheap White Sox bets.
1: Yeah, I can I can get on board with a, a mini stack here. Um, you mentioned the fences. Also, Baltimore's bullpen has been outstanding this season. Um, Voth is not a guy that's going to go terribly deep. Probably get, I don't know, four or five innings at least from that bullpen. Um, I do like the price on Abreu and Jimenez specifically. Um, so, wouldn't mind a little two or three man from, from the White Sox, but probably won't be a full stack for me either.
0: I don't have any interest in the Baltimore bats. You know, the guys that I want to play are Adley Rutschman and Mullins, Santander, and they're all kind of priced up in this matchup against a really good pitcher.
1: Yeah, I just I'm going to want to pay for pitching. I don't I'm not going to have the money for for one-offs. Um I will probably allocate my best hitter in my in my stack. I'm not going to full stack Baltimore. So that probably means I, I can't get to to Mullins and Rutschman.
0: Um yeah, I'll, I probably won't have any Baltimore at all. Cincinnati at Philadelphia, Nick Lodulo against Ranger Suarez in this one. Um, eight total. He's a 225 favorite, and, I mean, that just goes to, to the Cincinnati bats because, I mean, this pitching matchup is actually kind of good. Um, if Cincinnati had any kind of bats in this lineup, I think this game would be close to a pickem because I think these pitchers are very – Similar skill set wise. Um, let's start here with Nick Ladulo. 28 K's. He struggled a little bit with walks. My biggest issue is when he has struggled, it has been against right-handed power bats. He's elite against lefties. He has a 26% hard to soft contact ratio against lefties, and he's elite. Problem is Hoskins, Bohm got hurt. He might not be in the lineup. Ruamuto, Castellanos, Singura. There's a lot of righties. The flip side of that is, if Boehm is out, how right-handed can they go? You know, Schwarber a lefty, Stott a lefty, Matton might have to play. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the fence, and I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts, but I think he is going to be someone that is very low-owned because of his price, and it just comes down to I want to see what the lineup looks like.
1: Yeah, Lodolo has a ton of upside in this matchup. Um, Like, there's so much pitching. I'm just, I'm not sure that I get there, especially because, like, he's in the same range with all of these studs. Like, that, this 9-10K range is absolutely loaded. I do like, I love the strikeout rate. I love the pitcher. Very talented young guy here. Um, And Philly has plenty of strikeouts as well. So I, I want to play some. There's just so many options on this slate. I haven't quite whittled it down. Like You're going to have to make some very difficult cuts along the way. Uh, Lodolo is certainly a guy I want to play. Just not sure that he's going to make that seven or eight deep pitching pool today. Um, And even it's going to be extremely difficult just to get it down to seven or eight. I think there's probably a dozen guys we we really want to play here. Um, But I think he does have a ton of upside. You worry about the ballpark a little bit. Um, but I mean, he pitches in Cincinnati, so it's not like he's a stranger to hitters park. Um, the strikeout rate is, is very attractive. So I do have interest. Um, not quite where I'm going to, not quite sure where I'm going to fall, um, as
0: far as exposure goes, but
1: I'm, I'm definitely interested.
0: Really want to see the lineup. Um, I I think this is a matchup. He just dominated this team last week. Um, could easily see him having a good game here. And then, I mean, on the other side, Ranger Suarez is 9,200, same game fantastic matchup the Reds stink um i mean this lineup is beyond bad at this point and it's going to be even worse against the lefty like their best hitter in this lineup is going to be kyle farmer um tomorrow so ranger suarez not a huge strikeout guy but a guy that can go out and throw seven or eight good strike strikeout i'd say six to eight hitters um another guy that's on the list today you know we're going to talk about a lot of pitching today but this is a game that I like the under and I like both pitchers. Yeah.
1: He's in the mix for me too. Um, Ranger Suarez has put together several good starts in a row here. Slow start to the season for him. Um, But after the all-star break, this guy has kind of kicked it into another gear. Just faced his team last week, had eight strikeouts. Um, I mean, that's, that's what we're looking for, for 9,200. If he can go out and give give you seven scoreless and eight strikeouts again, that plays for sure. I, He's right there with Lodolo for me, kind of going to be one of those guys on the fence. I probably end up taking a stand one way on one of these guys. I don't know which one it's going to be yet. Probably depends a lot on that Philly lineup. If the Philly lineup is weak, I probably lean Lodolo over Suarez. Um, but Suarez has been really good. He's right there in the mix. Um, definitely going to be some tough cuts today. Both of these pitchers are on the list that I want to play. Not sure which one I end up getting two more.
0: I'll be honest, like, there's a good chance on this slate, like, Lodolo is the lowest I go for my SP2 today. Um, I mean, that's how good pitching is, and, I mean, we'll talk about Pablo Lopez against Oakland, and we'll talk about some other spots just in general, but pitching's really good today. Um, So, a lot of good, a lot of great options, not even good options, a lot of great options. Um, Any interest in the Cincinnati bats here? No, um, Farmer
1: is a like I don't mind a couple of cheap one offs. Farmer is, is the guy who's hit lefties pretty well. Solano's had a decent season, both of those are, are 3k bats. Um, I could get on board with them as values. Senzel at 2400. So maybe if I'm looking for a cheap value bat, um, even, even a cheap three man stack, I, I wouldn't hate it. Um, but Suarez is a good pitcher. The problem is, we've got a ton of great pitching on this slate. And you, we everybody can't play the same offense, or we're going to end up on the, the same type of build. Um, so being in Philly, decent ballpark. Um, I do like some of the pricing on the Reds, definitely not full stacking in Suarez, um, but a couple value bats like Senzel Solano Farmer. I'm okay with,
0: yeah. I don't really have a ton of interest in the Cincinnati bats, and I man. I don't think I'm playing the Philly bats here. Nick Castellanos at 4,100 and Hoskins at 4,600. They're high upside bats um, in this spot. And when Lodolo has struggled, like I said, it's been right-handed power. So I don't mind you know, taking a shot on two of these power bats. I'd like Boom, but uh, like I said, he got banged up yesterday, so I don't think he'll be in the lineup.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, same thoughts. Castellanos and Hoskins, Bohm, if he's in there, those are those are the three I, I would be targeting. Um, probably not a full stack here either, just Schwarber's expensive and lefty-lefty. I don't think that there's any way I can pay 5600 for a catcher in Real Muto on this slate. Um, so, yeah, a little, little mini stack. Hoskins and Castellanos is probably where I land.
0: Atlanta at Pittsburgh, Max Freed, JT Brubaker going – off against each other here eight total braves a 280 favorite um max freed's 9400 i mean just pile it on another pitcher uh fantastic spot one of the worst offenses in baseball is pittsburgh let's talk max freed you know he's not typically a huge like ceiling guy but i mean when you're facing pittsburgh it definitely adds to your overall ceiling um another guy like this 9k range is strong the 10k range is strong um the 11k range the one guy in that range i mean like they're strong pitchers everywhere today what are your thoughts here on max freed yeah there there
1: really are and this is the reason i was kind of hesitant on the last two guys i i love both of the last two guys but this matchup for max freed i mean it's it's as good as it gets pittsburgh has kind of been like Pittsburgh against lefties has been similar to Detroit against righties. Like they're just atrocious. Their lineup is generally very left-handed. So some of their best hitters end up sitting. Um, O'Neill Cruz has been just brutal against lefties. He probably is on the bench, um, just weakening that lineup even further. What is already a, an extremely weak offense. So yeah, Freed's 22% strikeout rate or whatever it is on the season doesn't look great. But when you factor in this matchup and this ballpark, this is a phenomenal spot for Freed. Um, point per dollar, he's he's one of my favorite plays on the slate. Love him in this spot.
0: Yeah, I love this spot for him as well. Um, any of these guys that we just talked about, any of the three pitchers that we just talked about, I mean, you could play the ownership game. I think all three of these guys, very similar, floor and ceiling. Um, Max Freed's not usually like a huge ceiling guy, but in this matchup, I can see him putting up 30, you know, he's had a game where he's put up 34-35 this year. Like, he has the ceiling. Um, JT Brubaker is 7,200. We know, like, he could go out and have a good game. It's just, man, the Braves lineup is good, and pitching is loaded on this slate. Different slate, maybe, but I think this is a spot I'm going to stay away from JT Brubaker.
1: Yeah, different slate. I would, I would target Brubaker here um, because of Atlanta's propensity to strike out there's just, there's too many options, too many guys that I want to play with a much bigger ceiling. Um, I could see Brubaker going out there and just giving up two or three runs and striking out seven or eight, but I'm not sure that that's even enough, even at the discounted price of um, 7,200. I'm probably looking for nine or 10 strikeouts in most places on the slate. There's many, many options I think can get there. So Brubaker just doesn't quite make the cut. It's not worth taking on the risk against this high-powered Atlanta offense.
0: He is better against righties. A lot of the power in this lineup is right-handed heavy. Um but I just I can't do it, man. And I and like I'm not necessarily lining up to play Atlanta in this spot cuz they are kind of pricey. Um What are your thoughts on the Braves?
1: Yeah, the the stack is very expensive. I do love Matt Olson at forty seven hundred. I um, think that's a very fair price on him. Um, Michael Harris at forty one hundred. I can can get there as well. Uh, Grissom is still super cheap down there at at twenty three hundred. Um, I can make that a little three man. Just not sure how much I get up to Swanson, Riley, Acuna at the top there. They're they're very expensive. You mentioned Brubaker splits. Um, so Olson is is my primary target here. Uh, maybe I can play a little Harris and the very cheap Grissom with him.
0: Darno's cheap at 3,300 too. Um, everybody yeah. knows I like looking for some cheap catching. Um, and then, uh, what is it, Von Grisham, one of their pro- big prospects, he's 2,300 at second base. Um, I don't have any interest in the Pittsburgh bats.
1: No, I don't either. Freed is never a guy I like to stack uh, against just a very good control ground ball pitcher. This Pittsburgh offense doesn't have very much talent. Um,
0: tough ballpark staying away. Sad when your best hitter is Michael Chavez. Yeah. Mets and Yankees. And I'm not even joking. It's probably true. Eight total pick em game. Walker Montas facing off here. A lot of respect for the Mets and a lot of uh, disrespect for the struggling Yankees in this one. Uh, any interest here in Tajon Walker? No, just not enough
1: strikeout upside here, I don't think. Um, too much power risk for the Yankees. Um, I know they've struggled here recently, but still a really talented lineup. Um, I just I don't see the upside for Walker here. I, I probably won't take any shots.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to pass on Walker, even though the Yankees are struggling. He's not a huge strikeout pitcher. And then Montas on the other side of this game, Frankie Montas is a really solid pitcher, but the Mets just don't strike out. They really limit pitchers upside. Montas is 7,900 in this spot, which is fantastic, but I just don't think he has the ceiling on the slate.
1: Yeah, he's really struggled since coming over to New York, too, so... Just, I don't like the recent form. I hate the matchup uh, with the Mets getting a a huge ballpark upgrade. Very tough spot for Frankie. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm I'm passing on him as well. Bats, bats, bats in this game. Anything on the Mets here?
1: No, just don't love the pricing. I do like Vogelbach at $3,800, but just I'm prioritizing pitching and the Mets aren't just going to be somebody it's very difficult to get to. I love Lindor and I love Alonzo, but they're 5,800, 5,400. Going to be really tough to play both of them in the same lineup with two stud pitchers. Um, But Vogelbach at 3,800. If Naquin is in the lineup at 3,700, be fine with with either of those guys. Um, Not a spot I'm going to stack, though. Pitching is a priority on the slate.
0: Yeah, I like the Vogelbach call. I mean, he continues to crush left-handed pitching. Bullpen, tough matchup. is You know, the Yankees' bullpen is very good. Um, but he's just too cheap at 3,800 in this spot. And then on the Yankees' side, obviously Aaron Judge, if you want to pay up for him, is one of the best hitters in baseball. Um, I mean, probably the best power hitter in baseball currently right now. Don't think many people can argue that. But on the cheaper end, I mean, you got Donaldson, you got Torres, you got Ben I don't mind looking at, you know, maybe like a mini stack here for the Yankees. This game's in Yankee Stadium. Tajon Walker is a guy that, you know, can get hit up a little bit. So I don't mind looking at some of these cheaper Yankee bats and maybe pairing them with Judge.
1: Yeah, I have some interest here in the Yankees because Ben price I like, Torres's price I like. Uh, Cabrera, if he's in there is minimum price. Um, Hicks probably going to be hitting near the bottom of the lineup. Hasn't been great, but if he helps me get to a Yankee stack, I'd be, I'd be all right with that. Um, it's like, I'm not going to do the premium Yankee stack where I'm judge Rizzo, Lemayhu, Donaldson. Like, that's probably not something that I can get to, but mixing in a few of these guys at the bottom of the order, like Hicks or Cabrera, um, to, to get me to a, a judge, torres type of upside play um I'm, I'm okay with that because walker does give up some hard contact great great ballpark here at yankee stadium
0: um i'll have a little bit all right moving on we got the angels and the rays jose suarez Corey kluber facing off in this one seven total Rays are 175 favorite here. Any interest in Jose Suarez?
1: On a different slate, I would um, good ballpark to pitch in. Tampa does not strike out as much against lefties, though, which is part of the problem here. 6,600 is a very fair price. I I think he can have success in this matchup. I'm just a little bit concerned about the upside. Um, Tampa just doesn't strike out as much against lefties. Suarez can give up some hard contact. He doesn't go super deep into games. Um, I just I have a hard time seeing him put up 25-30. He's done it before. I'm not saying that that it's impossible for him to do. Um, there's just too many other pitchers I want to play on this slate.
0: Yeah. I don't think this is the spot. Um, I mean, Tampa can go pretty right-handed heavy now. And Suarez does have a higher strikeout rate against righties this season at 24%. But he also allows 43% fly balls and 41% hard contact to righties as well. Uh, So, I mean, the risk reward is there. He's one of a few guys that I mean, like if you want to spend down, I think he is on the list. Um, But I don't think I'm playing these guys today, but I also don't make 150 lineups. And like Corey Kluber, on the other side of this game is kind of in that same boat. You want to go under 8K, Sure. Like is Otani going to be back? Like he's dealing with the stomach bug. If he's not back, you're just really worried about trout and trout and striking out 31% of the time against right-handed pitching the season. So, and honestly, like bring Nifo is trout's protection. So you can really <laughs> pitch around trout if you wanted to. Um, dude, if I'm the coach, I am not giving trout anything. This whole, like, walk him every at-bat if there's nobody on in front of him. No chance he's getting anything to hit. But anyway, what's your thoughts on Kluber?
1: Yeah, again, I like this spot for Kluber. Very similar to Suarez on the other side. On a different slate, both of these guys would be very much in play. Um, The Angels strike out a ton. There's no protection in the lineup for Trout, especially uh, if Otani is out again. I think this is a, a spot Kluber can have a very solid game. Just with the options on the slate solid, isn't what I'm looking for. Um, Kluber's 22% strikeout rate on the season. Can he go out there and get me eight? He's done it before, but it's probably not the most likely outcome. Um, probably be more in that five, six range. I just, again, there's so many options that have so much more upside. I just, I don't think I'm getting to Kluber. I love the spot. I think he has a, a, a strong outing here. Um, but I just don't see the upside.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's like this, it's like, do we think Kluber gets the 20? Yeah, probably. Is that enough on this slate? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, <laughs> Exactly. That, that's what it comes down to. Um, It's a 15 game slate. So like, if you're playing a lot of lineups and you want to try to focus more on bats where everybody's trying to focus more on pitching, it's a way to get contrarian on the slate maybe 20 is enough for you. Um, If you get that, like, two or three home run guy, you know, that is 5% owned. Um, So not completely writing him off. Uh, Looking at the bats here on the Angels side, I mean, if Otani's back, he's expensive, but he's in a fantastic spot against Kluber. Uh, And then Trout, but like like I said, like, if Otani doesn't play, Renifo is Trout's protection in this lineup. Um, So I'm super concerned about that.
1: Yeah, I just – I don't love this Angels lineup. Um, Kluber's had a fairly decent year. Like, Jared Walsh is down to 2,400. Man, what – this guy started off this season very strong, but he has been just abysmal um, over the past several months now. Like, it's it's a real problem. There's some power there. If you're looking for a cheap home run, I don't mind that. Stassi is a cheap catcher. But, yeah, like, not – I don't want to stack against Kluber. Um, Yeah, just – not a lot to love. I I think I'd be value hunting here. Uh, maybe a one-off shot on, on Otani if I can find the money.
0: All right. Um, what are your thoughts on Tampa here?
1: A little more interest here. Pricing is is pretty good. Suarez is a guy that can give up a bunch of hard contact. Um, a Rosarena up at the top, 4900 is tough to get to. I don't mind Lau, lefty-lefty. You talked about Suarez's uh, splits, strike, strikes out light, uh, righties more than he does lefties. So I don't mind Lau in the lefty-lefty. Um, Diaz and Margot. Harold Ramirez is a guy who's been getting a ton of hits. He's $3,400. Um, he would be one of my favorite options here. Paredes is a guy who's shown off a ton of power against lefties, 3200 So I like the pricing on some of these Tampa bats. Um don't love the ballpark, but Suarez gives up plenty of hard contact. There's some value here in the lineup. Paredes and Ramirez, probably my my top two. Um, if I can get Lau and Diaz in there, even Margo, I'm fine with that. So I, I think I kind of like the Tampa stack here just because of the pricing. Um, Suarez is a decent pitcher, but he can give up some hard contact.
0: Yeah, I mean, the pricing is kind of why I was on them You know, on Monday's slate. Parodies at 3200 I mean, just too cheap for a guy with a 300 ISO against left-handed pitching. Um, but Rose $4,900 is kind of pricey, but, you know, I like him, Margot, Diaz. Um, Which I thought was interesting Um that Margot didn't play on Monday. But I would assume it's just kind of like a rest day. He just got back from the I.L. Yeah. So... I don't mind like a mini stack. I don't know if I'm full stacking Tampa with this game in Tampa, but a mini stack getting some of these cheaper bats is what I'd be looking at here. Blue Jays and Red Sox, 10 total, 10 total highest total on the slate outside of course. Um, Slight favor here. The Blue Jays at one thirty-five. stripling against Winchowski, any interest here in Ross stripling. And
1: no respect for stripling, huh? He's like, Looking at his numbers, just doing prep for the show, like he has been really solid this season, which is surprising. Um, I don't love the park here. Going into Boston is is always difficult. Seventy four hundred, probably not the slate that I want to do it. But I mean, he did he did struggle against them early, earlier last month. Pitched um, well against so, it
0: once earlier this season, though. Yeah,
1: like he's just been overall solid. ERA is under three. Strikeout rates above 20, um, but just not the slate Um, 7,400 is a fine price. If, if you want to do it, I probably wouldn't talk you off of it, but again, it's, it's an upside thing. Like, I just, I don't think there's enough upside from these guys in the six, seven K range that I can target it on this slate.
0: Yeah. And Hosmer should be back in the lineup today. They gave him the day off Sunday after um, dealing with a little bit of back injury Saturday and they didn't play Monday. Uh, So, I mean, Hosmer is a guy that doesn't strike out a ton as well. Different slate, maybe. Does he have – I mean, he has the ceiling to go out and have a really good game. He has the strikeout stuff. So, again, like if you're going in that cheaper range, maybe you look at him, but, I mean, he's going to be like 3% owned today because no one's going to want to play a pitcher in a game with a 10 total. Um, And I'm definitely not playing Winchowski on the other side of this game going up against Tampa Bay. Yeah, Toronto, I'm not. not Tampa Bay. Yeah, Toronto. I'm I'm
1: not playing him either. Um really tough spot against Toronto. Um not a big strikeout guy. Definitely a pass for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a spot you're definitely going to want to kind of hone in on the bats. He's been he's been terrible at home too, and which doesn't really shock me being in this ballpark, but love this spot. Obviously, um You know, looking at the lefties or the righties, you know, righties are going to be more here. You know, the lefties have more upside just in general, but you're going to get a very right-handed heavy lineup. And looking at the numbers for Winchowski this season, more of a ground ball guy, but still gives up enough home runs. Um, Doesn't really generate any soft contact, but doesn't give a ton of hard contact because of his slider. Just been pitching terrible here recently. Um, I'm stacking Toronto in this spot.
1: Yeah, I like Toronto a good amount as well. Um, fitting him in is going to be the difficult part. Vlad is the priority of the, the spend-ups. Um, I like Teoscar and Bichette as well, but if I have to choose between, I'm I'm going Vlad first. Guriel has been hitting in the middle of the lineup. We'll see if Springer's back. I mean, that, that makes the stack even more difficult if Springer is back. If he's not, then you probably get a cheap guy at the top of the lineup, um, whether that's Tapia we've seen up there. Um, yeah, we'll see what the lineup looks like, but whoever's leading off is probably going to be a good value option. Guriel in the middle at 4,400, Vlad's the, the priority. Uh, Jansen as a cheap catcher is, is another one I really like, probably hitting near the bottom of the order, but 3,400 good spot for him.
0: Any interest in the Red Sox here?
1: Um, not a ton. Devers is always in play i um, just not sure how much, how often I'm going to have the money. Um, Verdugo at 3,500 is, is okay. Um, like stripling is, has just been solid this year is part of the issue here. Don't like the price on fam and Bogarts Martinez. I'll probably skip over them and, and just hunt for value. If I'm, if I'm trying to pair Devers with a couple of bats, I'd probably, probably look cheap outside of that um, to the, like the Verdugo range.
0: Yeah, I mean, Stripling's only allowed six home runs in 89 innings this season, so he's not typically a guy you want to stack against, um, even in this ballpark. So one-off power is fine. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton of interest here in the Red Sox. 10 total, though, man. Like, Vegas is really expecting some runs to be scored in this one. So if you want to look at stacking Boston, I'm not going to talk you off of it.
1: I wonder if the weather's going to be... Fantastic it, but, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: like something. Alright, San Francisco at Detroit. There wasn't a line out for this game earlier. Oh, they had, it's 7. Giants, 230 favorite here. Carlos Radon against Drew Hutchinson. Carlos Radon 11K, getting Detroit. Um, they're a little bit better against left-handed pitching than they are against right-handed pitching, but... I mean, 40-plus is the ceiling for Rodon in this spot. Yeah, uh, he's the most expensive
1: pitcher on the slate for a reason. This is a phenomenal matchup. Um, Detroit, the absolute best matchup for righties. They're top five for lefties also. Just a terrible offense all season long. Um, Rodon, another one of these 30-plus percent K guys. Love the spot for him. Going to try to get up there as much as I can. There are plenty of options on the slate, though. Be very interested to see where ownership falls. Like, um, I'm I'm not going to be eating chalk. If one of these 10k to 11k pitchers ends up rising above the rest, I probably end up on, underweight. It makes sense that that guy would be Rodon just because of this matchup. So, if he ends up, I don't know, 30 40 percent on the slate, I probably end up underweight just because there are so many other guys um, that could match him who just aren't quite in as good of a matchup. But Rodon is the most expensive one. Definitely has the best matchup. Um, Be dependent upon ownership. I'm definitely not trying to completely fade him. Just whether I can get over the field or not um, depends on the ownership.
0: Yep. Love this spot for him. I mean, the ownership is the only thing that, like, you're somewhat thinking about here. And then Drew Hutchinson on the other side, easy fade for me on the slate, no interest at all. Yeah, hard pass. Giants on the road. Always like the Giants on the road. They're cheap. Jock Peterson, 4,300. He'd probably be my favorite. Um, Belts, 3K. yes is 3,300. Bart is 2,700. Wade is 2,800. Like you obviously worry a little bit about pinch hit risk um, anytime you're talking about Giants, but they're a cheaper potential stack today. I don't know again if I'd full stack them, but maybe another cheap secondary stack that we can look at today
1: yeah i'm I'm gonna use the Giants um and not a team that
0: I typically like to
1: stack because of that pinch hit risk that you talked about, but that deflates their pricing um it's like they're all really cheap Peterson the most expensive at forty three hundred i I mean if somebody like Lamont Wade goes out and hits me a home run at twenty eight hundred that's all I need. I don't need him to get four at bats like a home run at twenty eight hundred is very useful when I'm trying to to find all the savings I can with the bats to pay up for the pitching. Um, absolutely love belt at 3k you Know it's been a, a tough season for him but he's dealt with with injuries all season long he's a better hitter than what his numbers show Yastrzemski at 3,300 uh, Longoria at 3,400 Brandon Crawford at 2,500 like the Giants three-man um, and different variations of it as well there there are six or seven hitters I want to play in this lineup I, I agree that Playing him as a full stack is tough because somebody's eventually going to get lifted for a pinch hitter. Um, But the three-man, I absolutely love, just trying to hit the right three Giants bats. This is a great matchup against Hutchinson, very low strikeouts, um, gives up a ton of hard contact. So I'll be playing Giants, um, probably be using them as as three-mans quite a bit.
0: I have no interest in Detroit. You could, if you wanted to play Javi Baez as a one-off and hope that, like... That's the guy that gets him, but I mean, he is 4k. I just, I'm probably not doing it. Yeah. I don't see any reason
1: to try to, to, to attack Rodon on the slate.
0: All right. We got St. Louis at Chicago. This is not going to be on the Fanduel slate. I don't think because it is the second half of a double header and they've been leaving those off very neutral wind, not much to worry about wind wise in this one um, night before we'll see what Roth has to say. No total in this game. Um, It sounds like Samson's going to pitch for the Cubs and it's going to be a bullpen type of game with um Libertor trying to eat up maybe three or four innings here uh, for the Cardinals. I'm not touching the Cardinals situation. I don't care like a bullpen game on this type of slate. No, thank you.
1: Yeah. I mean, Libertor just struggled so much when he came up earlier this season, good pitching prospect probably gets there eventually, just need to see it from him. Um, and the fact that he's, he's just not the full-blown starter, who knows what they plan to do. Definitely not a risk worth taking on this slate.
0: Um, Any interest here in uh, Samson for Chicago? Not against
1: St. Louis. Samson's been better than expected. Um, control's been really good, has even found a, a few strikeouts in there, um, but just just not the slate I want to target.
0: My biggest issue with him is 43% fly balls, 39% hard contact against righties. And we know what we're looking at here with the Cardinals lineup, right-handed power galore. The only way I have interest in Sampson is if the weather is bad or great for pitching again, like it was yesterday, and the Cardinals just roll out a, hey, it's the second half of a doubleheader and we don't need this game because we won the first game. That's where Sampson would become interesting.
1: Yeah, great point on the lineup there. Um, being the second half of a doubleheader, we we I mean, if you get a Goldschmidt or an Arenado out of there, maybe we take a harder look, especially if you get a little bit of wind blowing in. Um, I could I could see that kind of playing out to where he he enters the conversation. Um, even if you do get one of the studs out and the wind looks great, it's still a tough spot to look like the upside is still a concern for me.
0: Um, Cardinals, bats, they're expensive. Um, I mean, they're definitely a, a top end stack if you want to go for them against Samson today. Like I said, he does give a lot of hard contact and fly balls, to righties, but I want to see what the lineup looks like. I want to see how the first game goes, and I want to see what the weather is like. It's this is a tough spot. Doubleheaders in Wrigley are tough, um, to talk about the night before.
1: Yeah, lot, lots of variables for sure. Um, I think looking for cheap value on St. Louis if they they enter the lineup like guys like Donovan Yepez came back from the, the IL there's some power there. Newt Bar is twenty seven hundred. Um, De Young is thirty eight hundred. Carlson thirty nine hundred. I think mixing in a couple of those guys with one of the studs. Um, I probably skip over O'Neill and Gorman just because they're the of their pricing. Even Edmund is overpriced at forty three hundred. But I could see a couple of these cheap guys um, who are getting a spot start, like a, a Donovan Newt bar probably is in there for one of these games at least. Yepes, Like I, I like the cheap guys with with one of Goldschmidt or older, Arenado um, to to make a little three man stack. Maybe I, if if the lineup falls correctly, maybe I can end up getting to five men. But I would need several of those cheap guys in there, three
0: or four of them at least. Which probably doesn't happen. Um, maybe I mean maybe. You never know. All right. Yes. Oh, no, go
1: ahead. Um, no, well, I was just gonna like Pujols is cheap too. Like it depends on who plays the first game, obviously. But I would guess Yapaz and Pujols probably split split the first first base duties. Um, Donovan is probably gonna spell. Like if Donovan spelled O'Neill in the second game or something like that, and then Newt Bar was was in right, like something like that is what what we're looking for. But just have to see what the lineup looks like. Potential spot for value though, if if the lineup falls correctly.
0: All right, um, Cubs bats. Anything here on the cubby side?
1: Um, just don't really love the pricing here. Um, I'm I'm interested in in attacking Libertor just because he was giving up so much hard contact when he was up early in the season. Um, but I I not pay, paying fifty nine hundred for Contreras suzuki and Morel are priced up Hap at 4300 is probably the first place i look fran mill at 3k i really like that price for him um if one of madrigal or ortega is leading off i wouldn't mind them as a value bat but just a tough spot with the pricing here um i do like fran mill and then if, if madrigal or ortega leads off i could see uh using one of those
0: value bats a little bit all right um Suzuki, I think, is somewhat interesting, too, for the Cubs at 4,600. He's crushed left-handed pitching this season. Um, there's somebody else. Oh, um, did you mention Vasquez? I did not. He's another guy, like, in a very, very small sample size. And, like, he probably starts the second half of the doubleheader. Um, framo Reyes is 3K. Like, I mean, there's cheap power here against Libitor. Um the only problem is, like, if they get a couple hits in the first inning, you might only get two at-bats against Libetor for some of these guys, Um, you know, with Woodford starting. So, I don't know. I don't know. Cubs are cheap. Check the weather. It plays a factor in Wrigley. Minnesota at Houston. No total in this game. It sounds like it's going to be Aaron Sanchez, but we'll have to see. And then Verlander is pitching here for Houston. Any interest here in Aaron Sanchez? No chance. No chance indeed. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, to sum it up really fast, you know, Aaron Sanchez, not somebody you want to play against a low strikeout team. Um, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> he did dominate Detroit for what it's worth his last time out, but this is
1: not a Detroit. I really
0: matchup. think I could. I really, someone call me <laughs> yeah. up. Give me a chance. Celebrity start. I'm not even a celebrity. I just want like to start one game against Detroit. I, I think I can do it. Yeah. I mean,
1: we've seen several just guys who are struggling. Like Michael Kopek is one that comes to mind, just dominated Detroit and then went right back to being terrible. That as he has been most of the year. So expect the same out of Sanchez here. Houston's going to be one of the top top stacks on the slate for me.
0: Yeah. Man, I just think about throwing a baseball, and it makes me hurt. Um, (laughs) Verlander on the other side of this game. I mean, Verlander is in play against anybody. You know, Minnesota. Buxton got banged up, right? Didn't he leave the game? Um, It was like hip tightness or something, and they're very careful with him, so I would not expect him to be in the lineup for this one, so – I mean, we're going to get a pretty weak Minnesota lineup. Verlander could cruise through this spot for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's another one of these 10K guys that, that we want to play a ton of. Um, he's not a 30% strikeout rate guy anymore. Um, but if he gets a watered-down Minnesota lineup, I mean, a complete game is not out of the question here. He's one of the few guys left who still has that ability, um, super long leash. Uh, it's not like he doesn't have any strikeouts, 25% on the season, fantastic control. He's right there in that conversation with with Rodon and Cease. I probably prefer the upside, the strikeout upside of Rodon and Cease for tournaments, but Verlander's ability to go so deep into games uh, helps his ceiling as well. So if we get Buxton out of there, I I could see maybe going to him more than I thought. Originally I was leaning Rodon and Cease for tournaments, but we'll see what that Minnesota lineup looks like. He's absolutely in play, one of the top options on the slate for sure.
0: Any interest in the Minnesota bats here?
1: Uh nope. Verlander's just been so good. I mean, the guy's gonna win another Cy Young more than likely at at 40 years old. Um, I, I don't want to pick on him on the slate.
0: Yeah, no interest for in me. Um, as far as Houston goes. Sanchez is not great, um, but they're kind of expensive, you know. Obviously, your Alvarez is a fantastic play here. If Altuve's out, it could potentially open up some value here, um, in this spot, which you know makes the stack a little bit more doable. Uh, I would assume it'd be like maybe like a McCormick getting a start or something, and he's like 2400, so uh, Dubon might draw the starts. Um, so we'll have to kind of see. I really hope Mancini's in the lineup here at 4K. Love that price for him in this matchup, Kyle Tucker. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Houston definitely on the board today for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, Alvarez is going to be one of the guys I I spend some money on today. Uh, love this spot for him. Um, Tucker at 4,700 is he just always a little bit too cheap. Uh, love your Mancini call. Like him a lot at 4K. Pena at 3,800, I like a lot. Um, Guriel, if he's hitting in that two hole again at 3,100, don't love playing the guy, but that lineup spot in this matchup, I, I can get on board with some of that. Um, and then if we get one of these punt options in there, McCormick or Dubon, I, I would definitely have interest there as well, but Alvarez, the priority, love the, the price on Mancini and Pena.
0: All right, Arizona at Kansas City, nine total, eight and a half, some books. Um, almost all the books have Arizona minus 125, though. We got Davies against Heasley. Any interest here in Zach Davies? Another guy who's
1: kind of had a resurgent season, um, just not the, sl- the slate. Uh, not scared of this Kansas City team. Fine matchup for him. Definitely think he can go out there and have a solid six-inning start with five or six Ks. Question is, is that enough on the slate? I'm at this point, breaking this down, I'm kind of leaning like it's not enough. Um, But it, it's a fine spot for him. The price tag is fine. I just don't know that the upside's
0: there. I don't think he has enough upside for the slate. And one of those is, like, they've been very, like, five innings with him. Very five innings. Like, he could be pitching okay, and he still kind of goes five innings. So, I think his ceiling is kind of capped. The matchup's not terrible, but I think the ceiling's kind of capped. Uh, Jonathan Heasley on the other side of this game will be someone that I will not be playing today. I am with you there. Definitely an avoid spot for me. Uh, Any interest in the Arizona bats here?
1: Yeah, I I do have some interest. Their pricing is a little bit rough. Um, Marte, Rojas, Varsho, all in that 5K range. Um, even Christian Walker at 4,600, probably the first guy I get to, unless I find myself with a little more money than I think I'm going to have. Uh, but I do like Walker at 4,600, uh, Alec Thomas at 3,400 ton of interest there. McCarthy, if he's in the lineup, 3,100, some of these cheap guys, uh, Rivera is another one at, at 2,600, like I like this spot for Arizona. There's no way that I'm paying 5K for the Rojas and Marte on, on this slate, but I love this spot for them. I think they put up plenty of runs here. Um, figuring out the way to stack them is is going to be a little bit of a challenge, but I do like the the cheaper options for sure. Rivera, McCarthy, Thomas jump out.
0: Listen, this dude struggles with home runs, um, and that's what we like to see: walks and home runs like the perfect recipe for a home run for like a stack and i mean it's a 15 game slate i don't think arizona gets a ton of ownership today um they're my sneaky stack today i really really like this spot for arizona today um as far as kansas city goes i mean vinny left the game yesterday I don't know if he'll be back in the lineup. He's like that cheap guy that they'd refuse the price up. That would be a really good value play on a slate like this. Um, Witt, Perez, if you want to pay up, Melendez, but not sack in Kansas City. I don't mind maybe a couple one-offs here.
1: Yeah, I think the value here is going to be really useful. Um, Vinny, if if he's able to come back. Even Dozier has a ton of power at 2,600. Like, Davies isn't somebody I'm scared of. Um, Massey has been in the lineup really often here recently. He's 2100. You're going to get a cheap outfielder like Michael Taylor or Kyle Isbell. It's, it's not sexy by any means, but like, we're going to want to pay up for pitching as much as we can. And we're going to need some bats in the 2k range. Um, just by nature of sheer volume, the Royals are going to be in play for that. Um, Vinny, if he's in there would be my favorite, but I'll, I'll play some Dozier Ryan O'Hearn probably takes over for for Pascantino if he can't go Um, or Prado. Is Prado still up? I I don't know if. Yeah, it looks like he is. So there's just there's all kinds of 2K options here in this lineup, Um, which is part of the reason that I said that Davies was in play or or would at least have a a pretty decent start. Um, Just this Kansas City lineup is is rough, but the pricing is going to be really useful on this late.
0: All right, we got Rangers and Rockies in cores, 11 total. Rockies, a 120 favorite here. Dane Dunning, Herman Marquez, um, any interest here in Dane Dunning? There's no way I'm playing a pitcher in cores on, on this slate. I mean, he hasn't been pitching bad. He is more of a ground ball pitcher. He is someone that could potentially succeed. I don't know what succeeding is. DFS-wise, I could see him succeeding in this stack, not going off. But I don't think this is a spot you want to play Dane Dunning. um, Big prospect, man. Big prospect. He just really hasn't panned out yet. Well, we never know. Marquez on the other side of this game. I mean, consistently throwing six innings. Um, I think it's like six or seven straight starts with at least six innings. Not getting blown up against good offenses in course um man i'm not playing marquez here but i'm overall like on the fence about this spot um for the texas bats i'm I mean, yeah i'm not like, I, they're not priced up again Wait.
1: i'm definitely not playing marquez um he has been much better than what what he started the year um But, yeah, there's still no chance I'm playing him here in the spot.
0: I'll point out a few, and then you can talk about anybody that you feel like I missed. But, I mean, Brad Miller was in the lineup yesterday. He's 2K. Uh, Cole Calhoun was in the lineup yesterday. He's 2K. Tavares was in the lineup yesterday. He was 2,800. He's still 2,800. Nate Lowe, 3,600. Heem at 4K is probably my favorite play from Texas outside of Corey Seager. But I mean, this stack's super easy because there's so many potential cheap bats in this lineup.
1: Yeah. It's like the very obvious build here is going to be two stud pitchers with Texas value, Corey Seager and call it a day. Um, don't do that. That's probably not how you win a tournament today. Um, I, I don't know exactly how to handle this. Uh, like Kansas city, we just talked about, I think it's fine to pivot off of the Texas value. Um, They're going to be really popular, though, because of the pricing and because of the pitching. But like I said, I think pitching is what wins this slate. That's where I'm going to target. I'm going to look to get different probably with the bats. Um, Like the Texas value is absolutely in play. Corey Seager is probably the top bat on the entire slate. Um, Garcia and Simeon are are fantastic options. Um, And then like Valoria and Haim have been in the lineup at times together, so you've got two catching options there we'll see like if Cole Calhoun is in the lineup at, at 2k lefty against Marquez, like that's like, he's going to be massive chalk on a, on a, just a massive slate. Um, I I did this with San Francisco when they were in cores, like 20% owned is too much on a, on a 15 game slate. If these Texas value bets are, are rising up there around 20%, I'm going to end up fading them. Uh We just talked about Kansas city. That's one of my favorite spots. There's a couple other spots. I think you just you look to get different and it, like it's not comfortable. Obviously, they're the best plays; they're getting ownership for a reason. But if if they're popular, they're just not talented enough. Marquez has been good enough here recently. I probably end up underweight on Texas, but just in a vacuum, definitely one of the top spots on the slate.
0: Yeah, and then on the Colorado side, I mean, Dunning hasn't been getting blown up. I could see this game going under eleven for sure um yeah Monteiro is still 2800 He's shown a little bit of power here recently uh what are your thoughts on the the Rockies they've been just bad this year is the problem here and I like Dunnings
1: not a terrible pitcher they're, they're not cheap either like Texas it's it's harder to fade Texas because of their pricing um there's like Servin is a cheap option at catcher and Montero at first. Outside of that, they're they're pricey. Um, I don't know that I love the spot for them against Dunning. Um, like Rogers, I prefer him against a lefty. He's expensive at fifty one hundred. Crone definitely in play for me at forty nine hundred. Blackman is fine at forty eight hundred. McMahon's had a bit of a down year. Like, they're all in the mid-4Ks. Um, even, like, Iglesias doesn't have much power. Grichik, Like, I don't know that Coors is enough to prop up this offense. Um, it's been a, a really bad offense, and they're, they're hitting the best hitter, hitters park in baseball. So I don't love the Rocky side of this game either. I think they're going to have some ownership at least. Um, so i probably end up underweight on this side of Coors as well. I, I don't mind the value if Servan and Montero are coming in low owned. I can definitely get behind that. If we get a cheap outfielder like Hilliard in there, I'm, I'd be fine with pivoting over to the Colorado side. If the value is, is less owned than the Texas side, but I don't love the Colorado stack overall.
0: All right. Cruising along here. Cleveland at San Diego. Eight total. The Padres a one fifty five favorite. Savali against Clevenger. Any interest here in Aaron Savili? Savali,
1: decent year for him. Tough matchup. Um, I, San Diego hasn't quite been what we expected him to be to this point, but there's still just so much talent in this lineup. Um, I like the price on Savali. Like, I think he's had a good enough year to justify like playing him at this price, but. San Diego is just a tough matchup. They don't strike out a ton. There's a ton of talent and power in that lineup. going to be a pass for me today.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to pass as well. And I think I'm going to pass on Clevenger. He really hasn't been pitching well. He really hasn't shown big strikeout stuff. And I mean, he's gotten the Marlins. He's gotten Washington. Um, This is a tougher matchup against Cleveland and yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm out here on Clevenger against Guardians.
1: Yeah, I am too. Just Cleveland just doesn't strike out. Clevenger, like I played a ton of them against Miami and Washington, didn't not did not work out. Um, hasn't shown the strikeout stuff. We see this when guys are working their way back, their first year back from from missing an extended period of time with an injury. Like the control just isn't quite right. It takes a, a while for the the stuff to come back. So. Clevenger will probably eventually get it back, but no reason to chase it today.
0: All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like rushing to stack Cleveland because they're not the best stack in the world. They don't have a ton of power. Um, Naylor at 3,900, I think is an option, but I mean, first base is kind of loaded today. So I don't know if I get to him. The guy that's kind of standing out to me for Cleveland today is Nolan Jones. Um Talented prospect that really hasn't like broken out yet, but he's 3K, uh, gets the platoon advantage.
1: I think and... they sent him down yesterday.
0: Did they send actually. him down? Yeah. Darn it. They did. I even made a note of him too. That happened over the weekend. I'm excused. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any interesting. I'm busy with those games?
1: NASCAR things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... Um, yeah. Just like it's tough because they're hard to stack. Obviously, you want Ramirez, but it's hard to pay for him on this slate. Um, I lo- love the Naylor call. I-, I do like him. Like, I don't want to pay 4500 for Rosario or $4,900 for Jimenez on the slate. Um, it'll be interested to see who is in the outfield. Who's the other guy they just called up? I'm looking for Will Benson. Is he still up here? I believe he is. Uh, he he's minimum price. So I, he's kind of in that same Nolan Jones mode, not quite as good of a prospect as, as Jones. Um, but yeah, you're, you're just looking for value here. This is a potential spot, a, a way to get off of the Texas cheap baths. Um, somebody like Benson is, is fine, but I don't love the stack overall. Like Clebinger's a, a fairly decent pitcher, even though the results haven't been great, it's going to be really tough to full stack them. Um, couple bats like like Gonzalez, um, Benson, Naylor type of stack. Uh, just a little three man, but yeah, I, I don't love this spot for Cleveland. Tough tough team to stack, like you said.
0: Any interest in uh, the Padres here?
1: Um, man, it's tough. Like getting getting up to the Soto Machado, even Bell kind of like that. That three man is extremely expensive. I just I don't think I'm going to have the money to do it today. Um, there's not a ton of value here to to make the full stack work. If I have the money to get up to a Machado or a Soto, I, I would absolutely love to do it, but going to be very difficult today. Um, just I don't see myself stacking San Diego again. I'm I'm going to prioritize pitching here. Bats are kind of just going to fall in where where they lie. I don't see a ton of value on San Diego, so probably don't end up with much much exposure.
0: They're a stacker fade for me. Um, if you can figure out how to make it work, I could definitely see San Diego scoring some runs in this spot. It's just, I mean, they're expensive. It's going to be hard to make it work. All right, Miami at Oakland. Seven total in this one. Marlins, a 135 favorite, 145 on some books. It's kind of in that range. Um, Lopez against Lagoo. We talked about Pablo Lopez yesterday because it looked like it was going to be him starting and it ended up being Cabrera. Cabrera Cabrera. um any interest here in Pablo Lopez at 8100
1: I mean you look at that price you look at this matchup and I mean it kind of feels like a spot that we should love Pablo Lopez but it's been a rough go for him here recently (sighs) tough matchup against San Diego last time out I get
0: it but it's like Four and two-thirds, six earned. But, Keith, I I pointed this out on the podcast yesterday. He's faced San Diego, Atlanta, a Wrigley game with wind, and the Mets in his last four starts. Yeah. Fair point. Um, Not saying he was pitching well before that, because he really wasn't. It's just, I don't know, it's kind of tough. Yeah, I mean...
1: We were talking about this a little bit before the show. Like Oakland, just like they don't strike out as much as you want them to. Like they're a terrible offense. This is a great matchup, but the strikeout upside is concerning. Um, I think he's going to be popular because of this price. I'm probably going to try to spend up into the nine and ten k range more than I'm going down to Pablo Lopez. He is absolutely in play. He's way more talented than 8100. He has a fantastic matchup. This should be a spot that we love. That that I love Pablo Lopez and I just, I'm not sure how much I get to him because I'm I'm going to want to get to the nine and 10 K pitchers more than I want to go to him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to see his ownership. Like Cabrera didn't project for a ton of ownership. I think the weather kind of changed that around and this is a much bigger slate. Lopez isn't really discounted at all. Um So yeah, I have interests against Oakland. Don't get me wrong. Cause I mean, He's not going to get shelled in this game, likely. Likely. Uh, Zach Lagu, fifty four hundred on the other side of this one. I mean, this guy has been really struggling. Um, no interest for me whatsoever here.
1: No interest for me either. Miami has been in like the Pittsburgh realm of bad against lefties, though. They're I terrible. Will say that, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just he, he, Logan's just been just hit just as bad. So it's it's too awful situations um yeah I, i'm not going to try to try to find lightning in a bottle with Logan this late.
0: uh any interest in the miami bats is the question
1: yeah he's been so bad that i think you have to fortes is is a catcher yeah. play that i really like um aguilar has some pop at 2600 brian anderson has been hitting in the middle of the lineup here been a really rough season for him um like here's another spot very similar to kansas city where when you're looking for ways to get off of the texas value i think this is this is a spot i'm gonna look you hate the ballpark but the matchup is is really good i don't know how much there's talent here but the pricing is right like it's the i'm confident in the construction that i want it's i want to pay up for pitching twice I want a a pretty solid stack that probably includes one or two premium hitters, and then I'm going to fill in with value around that. Kansas City and Miami are are two ways that that that's going to help me make that construction work.
0: I'm going to throw a name at you, Keith. That definitely is not on your radar and probably not on a lot of people's radar, but that's what I do on the morning grind, and people (laughs) are used to it by now. Uh, Gier Encarnacion. Um, I don't know if he's related. I'm going to look it up after. But I read something about him the other day, and he got called up. Um, He was in the lineup on Monday. Should be in the lineup against the lefty. 14 home runs at AAA this season. Grades out as a really big raw power hitter. Um, This is the type of matchup, like, if you're a raw power hitter, low strikeout pitcher, bunch of fly balls, bunch of hard contact, 2K. 2K. Um, I love this. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, man, like, he, he easily could go over four in this game but i mean 2k looking for that cheap bat um with some power i mean one home run and like 2k home run sign me up Um, uh, so yeah i mean back up don't know where we will hit hitting the lineup here but i mean with Soler out garcia banged up um i assume that he'll be in the lineup here and maybe gets a nice little lineup bump against the lefty but yeah i like the fortes call birdie and anderson obviously in play against the lefty um yeah just uh, listen that's what i do on the morning grind uh that's what i've been doing for a long time I, i like to get those like i like to get those picks in before anybody else um and i can say that because i've been recording the night before for like seven years now so uh any interest in the oakland bats against lopez here
1: again really cheap um I definitely prefer the Miami side of this, though, when looking for value. I prefer Miami to Kansas City, too, for just going through that a little bit. I I actually probably end up with quite a bit of Miami tomorrow or today, later on today. Um, Oakland is just facing Lopez. It's not as attractive because Lopez is a talented pitcher. Recent struggles aside, um, Langleyers at 2800 is probably like the, my favorite option if I was going to do it. But I think that I, you just talked me into Miami even more than I already was on them. I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it's Miami in Oakland, not a great spot, but against low, I, I can get on board. Um, and when we're talking about young guys, like that's, that's always exciting too. So Encarnacion, De La Cruz is another outfielder that we didn't mention, but there's all kinds of cheap value options on Miami prefer that i'll i'll probably mix in some oakland just to take shots on them but i definitely prefer the miami side
0: and i i didn't even know who, um Langlier was until the morning or to the grinders live on monday um someone had mentioned them in chat but um yeah i, I just i had good to, prospect yeah big prospect power, power prospect power hitting catcher yeah power hitting catcher and they dh would him on monday so i mean the fact that they have that much faith in him and they want to get him at bats is not only at catching, but they're going to DH him some um, is somewhat interesting. So uh, I think that's it. I have to find out. I'm so curious if he's related to Edwin. Um, but it doesn't sound like they're related. Um, so there you go. I had to, I had to check, you know. Related to E5 man instant play. <laughs> all right. We got two more games. Hey, listen, we're 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 doing all right. I know we're going a little long today, but 15 games slate, and that's always tough. We got Washington at Seattle. No total on some books. Some books have this at seven and a half. And Mariners minus two seventy five. Um, there's no lines out on a couple books because it's supposed to be Eric Fetty. He's coming off the IL, um, so we'll see. Robbie Ray is pitching for Seattle in this game. Do you have any interest here in Fetty? No, just first start
1: off the IL, I believe uh, 64 pitches in his rehab start. He's he's not going to go very deep in this game. Not Doesn't have the upside even if he had the full leash, so it's a pass for me.
0: Yeah, no chance um, I'm playing him in this spot. But, I mean, Robbie Ray, another guy that – I really like today, you know, this Washington lineup, not even close to what it was and Robbie Ray could have a great game here.
1: Yep. Absolutely. This, I mean, these are the type of guys I'm looking for on the slate. Um, So many guys that could go post double digit strikeouts. Um, Robbie Ray is right, right there in this conversation, Washington, not a huge strikeout team, but Ray, if he's got that stuff working, he can strike out anybody. So Um. Yeah, one of, one of my favorite options on the slate. There's half a dozen of them or so that I'm just going to mix and match depending on ownership. Is is where I'm going to take my stands. I don't know exactly know how ownership is going to play out, but Ray is right there in that Cease Verlander uh, Rodon conversation guy guy in the next game too. Um, they're they're all over this slate. That's why I've been saying we're we're spending on pitching today. Any
0: interest in the Washington Bats here?
1: Ray is certainly a guy that can give up some home runs, um, but there's just there's no one in Washington I really feel like is worth taking a shot on. Like Nelly Cruz at his advanced age, just even at 3,200, just not worth it anymore. Um, I don't see like there's they don't have the power bat that I'm looking for. Manessis is the guy at, at, but he's 4K. That's a little bit overpriced in my opinion against Ray. Um, So I guess Nelly Cruz would be the one off if I had to
0: take one. Cabrera just got there on his strikeout prop with three striking out the side. Nice. My dude. Oof, that was a sweat. <laughs> <Didn't, three strikeouts, laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. Yeah, to three that, strikeouts but... through six, and then strikes out the side in the seventh. Like Pretty my beautiful. dude, that was awesome. Oof. <laughs> Sweating that one a little bit. Um, but hey, it worked out. Anyway, completely sidetracked. No interest in Washington, <laughs> especially with Luke Void banged up and Manessa's so expensive, and then on the Seattle side. You know I love stacking against Eric Fetty. Um, they're kind of a mix, right? There's a couple of expensive bats with Suarez and Rodriguez, and I don't even think you necessarily need Suarez in your stacks if you don't want to. You need Rodriguez for sure. But, man, if you get France in there, you get Winker, you get Hanniger, you get Riley, uh, you got J.P. Crawford pretty cheap. Like There's enough bats in this lineup that I don't think you necessarily need Suarez if you don't want to pay up for two expensive bats here. Um I don't love stacking in Seattle, but I like this spot against Betty.
1: Yeah. I like Seattle as well. Um, Haniger at 4k is a, a price. I really like Winker at 4k is fine. Um, Crawford at 3,300. yeah fit, fit those in with Rodriguez. Agree that Rodriguez is the, is the priority. I'd be fine skipping over somebody like Suarez too, but yeah, I like this spot for Seattle. I'll play some.
0: All right, we finish it out with the Brewers and the Dodgers. Burns and Gonzalez facing off here. Low total in this one at seven. Dodgers are 145 favorites. Um, I mean, this is a battle of two great pitchers here. Okay, a good pitcher and a great pitcher. Um, (laughs) We'll say that. What are we doing in this spot with Corbin Burns in L.A. taking on the Dodgers?
1: I hope Corbin Burns comes in extremely low owned because people are afraid of the Dodgers. Um, if he, assuming that he's low owned, I'm I'm going to load up on him. I, like we see it in the playoffs every year, elite pitching and elite offenses take each other on in the playoffs all the time. I always side with elite pitching in that scenario. It usually works out. I mean, of course, you get the occasional blow up game. There is far more risk for Burns than there typically is um i I'm, I'm gonna he just faced this Dodgers team is is part of the problem here um so he but the ownership is gonna be so attractive I think like Rodon against Detroit or burns against the Dodgers I think people are gonna go it's gonna be three to one maybe four to one in favor of Rodon there I'm gonna load up on some burns and just hope that that he brings the a stuff and and can mow down some Dodgers here um. It's it's a rare situation. I think this might be the lowest that Burns has been or will be on a slate all season long.
0: I think he's going to be low-owned. Tough matchup. I mean, anytime you're facing the Dodgers, it's a tough matchup. I don't think anybody will argue that. But if he's going to be low-owned, Corbin Burns is a 32% K rate with almost a 16% swing and strike rate, not a high walk rate, and doesn't typically get blown up. He's in play. You know, uh, again, like I I would even go as far as saying like you could take the Brewers plus 126 today um, because I think this game is so equal that like no that team should be yep. like super favorite in this one. Um, gonzalon has been pitching great. The Brewers lineup, obviously not as good as the Dodgers lineup. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm probably not playing Gonzalon today at 97. I got to draw a line somewhere. He could easily crush. He just absolutely dominated this team last time out. Um, what are your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, he's probably the one I'm most conflicted about on the whole slate just because there are so many options I love. He's pitched over his head for the most part this season, but Milwaukee has struggled. And since since the trade deadline, they have just not looked like the same team. I don't know if, if they're pissed about the hater trade or what it is. Milwaukee's been awful. Um, they're striking out a ton. like the price on gonsolin is very difficult i just i don't think he's in the same like like is 300 more like that's i'm gonna go cease every time in the in that conversation so i probably don't get to a ton of gonsolin i think he has a really good game here um i'm just gonna have to hope he keeps it around 6ks instead of pushes it up into that eight or nine k range too many options he he's not gonna make the cut there's Several guys in that nine to 9,400 range that we talked about as well. Um, that I think just have a little bit more upside than Gonsolin. Um, great matchup, different slate. He'd be totally in play. He probably misses the cut just slightly for me today.
0: All right. Uh, any bats in this game? Um, I it mean, was two to one last week when they yeah. played. Like, I mean, like, eh. I mean the break was five to three, but. Yeah, I just, no. Um They're so expensive. Like, that's the problem. Like, if you want to play Max Muncy or you want to play, like, a Rowdy, I don't even think I'd play Bellinger. Like, if you want to play, like, some of these, like, cheaper power bats, like a Renfro, like, I'm just not doing it. Like, there's other ways I can get different on this slate. If I get beat by the bats in this game, so be it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, two two great pitchers, two great bullpens. Um, no real discount on the hitters, so mostly a stay away
0: all right um let's play the morning grind game and then we will get out of here under 8k to get six or more strikeouts uh who do you like under 8k to get some strikeouts today
1: Give me Corey kluber um angel strike out a ton otani might be out with that illness still um 7700 against this angels team different slate i would love the spot for kluber but probably not playing him but he probably strikes out six
0: um yeah, man, I'm struggling for any of these guys to get there today. Uh, really, like, I think if I had to take someone, I guess it would be Suarez. Yeah, I think he's, yep. That, but I, I don't love it. Second option. I don't love it. Uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bus today?
1: Uh, give me clovenger just not great form here recently tough matchup against low strikeout cleveland
0: all right um and everyone Man. else is going
1: to smash <laughs> yeah
0: it's tough today um jeez you checked the cheat code um <laughs> I think I have to go like Lodolo. I don't want to take Todd and Walker It's too easy. Um give me a Lodolo, even though I like him.
1: Yeah, I think he's one of the definitely has some risks there um going into Philly. But yeah, could could see that one going both ways. He could strike out 10, he could get blown
0: up. All right. Over 4K down coors to hit a home run today. Who do you like to go yard? Give me Jordan Alvarez. I like it. Um, I saw that one coming, but I still like it. You know, when you said I'm going to pay up for Alvarez today, I knew that um was coming. I'm going to kind of <laughs> go off the board and give you a cheaper version of this and say Jock Peterson goes yard today at 4300. I like that. Uh, cheap bat to get two hits under 4K, not in cores. Who do you like today? Um, give me Harold Ramirez against Suarez. I like it. I'm going to go Alex Thomas. Do not sleep on the Arizona Diamondbacks today. I love your Diamondbacks call. Uh, Stack score six or more runs.
1: Sticking with Houston here. Um, Aaron Sanchez, just that start against Detroit was completely matchup based. He's going to get blown up here against
0: Houston. I like it. I'm going to go Arizona. Um, He's a guy that struggles with walks and home runs. You know, This is a guy that is allowed over six runs in two of his last three starts and three of his last five. So I can get that out of the starter. And the bullpen's not great. So there you go. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? What a slate. Massive pitching all over the
1: place. Should be a fun one. Going to have to figure out a way to make some cuts to this pitching pool. But um, yeah, should be should be a fun, nice big old baseball slate.
0: Playing the ownership game today is a way yep. that you could potentially win the tournament uh, because there's so much ceiling today. In general so that is going to wrap us up here for tuesday it's officially tuesday too we ran this podcast long but uh hope everyone enjoyed 15 game podcast a lot of stuff to talk about that is going to wrap it up for tuesday we'll be back tomorrow good luck everyone we'll see you then